0: It's episode 1051 and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host Cameron Strang and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello! From everybody's back from Nashville, Tennessee. Artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. Was had and was had. And from Austin, Texas, she's a long lost uh, author, podcaster, mogul in her own right, Jamie Ivey. Hey
1: guys, so glad to be back.
0: So glad. It is, I mean, we haven't known, we didn't know what to do without you guys. It has been, we've been wandering in the wilderness. I feel like the children of Israel. Manna from heaven Just We've been just I don't know Oh my god
2: I lost
3: it I lost the metaphor And now we are We've crossed into the land of giants Ready to slay them With We're ready. Jamie and Derek Now we are recording Cameron It is your birthday Today Yes We are yes recording on you. your birthday and, and It is
0: not only my birthday It is Michael Scott's birthday And Eva Longoria's birthday so, we Oh my now god Now you have a conversation no, soldier, not, if you not Steve Not Steve Carell Michael Scott. Michael Scott. It's on the show. You it's on the know. office. Oh my gosh.
3: Now I have a what? question for you, and, and I'm kind of interested in in the opinions around the room here. On the birthday, okay? For a while, for a while, for a while, like Facebook made it very easy to just be like, "Oh, it's so and so's birthday." I see it right there. It's going to write "Happy Birthday" right up on the wall, and I'm good. You know, right. so I feel like people don't use Facebook anymore, mm. and that no will. other social media platform has really utilized birthdays like they did. Right. So let me. So here's the question: When it is either of your guys' birthdays, do you like getting the calls throughout the day? It's like, oh, my old, you know, my cousin's calling me, or 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 oh, here's mom, or oh, here's my buddy, or is just the happy birthday text sufficient? What are you guys oh, looking yeah. for when it comes to birthday greetings from people in your life?
0: I never want the call.
1: I I, I think yeah. a text is just great. Text is okay. just great.
0: What? Okay,
3: Derek. Although.
1: I like to call my friends on their birthdays, but I text them before and say don't answer because I want to sing on their voicemail, and I can't sing like I'm literally tone deaf. It's the worst thing you've ever heard, but I just make it really, really funny and fun, and so that's fun for me to do to my friends.
3: Yeah, how does the? I wonder how the voice to text on that works, Derek. What's your preference on on the actual day?
1: I know how
4: you, bro. You could just. You ain't got to do none of that cuz I'm I get tired of I I feel the pressure to have to text you back. So then on my birthday I'm texting 150 people. Like and then I'm DMing, I'm getting DMs or whatever. So I wish there could be like a somebody needs to create a service where it's like you could text one person or one thing and it shoots thank you to like all the happy birthday texts. <laughs> Like or something Derek, like that. Derek, you're
1: so loved. Did you hear what you just said? You're like, oh, I have to text 150 people back that text me happy birthday. Well, it's probably I'm only like, look like, at you, it's, Derek. It's,
4: it's probably only like fifteen. But it feels like <laughs> hundred and fifty. That's what I'm saying. It's probably only like fifteen. But it feels like like just you know what? Group text me. Like I don't have a lot of friends. So like I just wish all my friends would like group text me and I could be like bloop. Got you. Thank you. Done. I appreciate it. Yeah. You're
1: done. It, there or maybe I'll to do be like
4: a message or something like, hey, I got all your texts. Thank you. And I like yeah. posting on Instagram or something. Facebook made it super simple though. Like, yeah, I, for the boomers, they did, they did, <laughs> for sure.
3: They, they, I mean, it was probably one of Facebook's great, great innovations was getting everyone off the for hook sure. for birthdays. Yeah. But here's the, why there should be some sort of AI that just interprets when it, yeah. when when you're getting a birthday text that just automatically replies thanks Thank exclamation you. point because that's, all that's, that's all that's needed the exclamation point there is critical though I, I can't remember what other podcast was listened to we are in an era where punctuation on text is critical. Like a thanks period yeah, for sure. almost yeah. sounds passive aggressive. I was sure. like, for what sure. did I do? They put a period at thanks. the end of this text. Yeah, right, Listen, right. I
1: text my kids and my, my son was like, are you mad at me? I'm like, no, I just was saying thank you. And he's like, sounds like you're mad. I'm like, why? He goes, because there's a period after it. And I was like, wait, yeah, what? Sure. Like this is a thing now. Like, if,
0: you, like if, the
1: young if you text back like a thumbs you up, a
0: period. like, yeah, you, you're you you're pissed off at him, you know? You know, but you know what? I, you know what I also <laughs> thought about this win.
4: situation. Y'all have me, y'all have me ruminating on this a little bit. I don't know if it's the text alone. It might be the random like emails I get that's like, "Hey, it's your birthday. Here's fifteen percent off at Starbucks," or like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you're getting marketed to as well on your birthday as well because you know spark. we've yes, it it, it like crumble crime. cookie it it never failed crumble cookie sends you like five different coupons for your birthday and in like six months it's like hey your birthday's six months away enjoy 15 percent <laughs> off a of crumble cookie hey your birthday street you know what i'm saying it's crazy the only the only i don't i don't the only money.
0: i thought about this the other day i was like i wonder if i could make the entire day like free meals and like free coffee and like all that stuff You know, like that would that would be a day. Like, let's start out at Denny's and let's just just, like go around. Okay, okay. (laughs) But I
3: didn't. You you might get an oil change out of the deal. I'm sure Jiffy Lubes just plan
0: it all out. But I didn't do it. But you know what? I did get the best. You know, like the corporate benefit. You know, like birthday present thing ever this weekend. So the Orlando Magic home game against the Miami Heat, bitter rival. It was the last home game before my birthday, closest game to my birthday. They're on a road trip right now, and so they knew it was my birthday coming up. And so I arrived to the game, and they uh, came up to me and said, uh, "We know it's your birthday, and for your birthday, we want to we want to give you the owner's seats, like at like on the bench." And so. That's I watched, crazy. so they did this last year too, the ones at midcourt, but these are the ones like on the end of the bench. So me and Cohen were sitting with the players and the Magic won in overtime. So literally we're like with That's the players crazy. in overtime, this crazy game over the Heat, which was like, you know, they were at full strength and Heat fans were the worst. It was great. It was the best birthday gift ever from a company. So thank you <laughs> to the Magic. Thing. Dang, why are Heat
4: fans the worst? Oh. Hold up, Wait a minute. Why Dude. did you say Heat fans? Dude.
0: Dude, okay. New York fans and Boston fans are up there, <laughs> but Heat fans they they talk a lot. They just talk a lot. They're just like you know, oh, it's just you know, okay. I don't know. They're cocky. Hello.
3: I know it sounds like an amazing, was. amazing gift, but I do know that you may have a fifteen percent off free <laughs> air filter check. Um, a
0: Jiffy Lube. <laughs>
3: Also, yeah, Jiffy Lube. They're, uh, you know, Big Al's, Big Al's mufflers. You got that little guy with the Tommy gun on the sign. Come on in. I don't know why we have a, a gangster as our logo, but it's your birthday. And we're going to take a look at that air filter. And if you need a new one, you can go well, ahead. Well, this, knock this you show's
0: not—you so. know—we're recording this on Wednesday, the fifteenth, the Ides of March. Beware the Ides of March. Just so everybody knows this is coming out on the seventeenth, St. Patrick's Day. So <laughs> I, it's, I've always had a weird birthday because, like, you know, when you're a kid, you have to bring cupcakes into school and stuff like that. that you know, genius. the only cupcakes uh-huh. that are available on my birthday are green shamrock cupcakes. You know, so like ki- kids oh. growing up, always thought I was Irish. <laughs> like I was like I'd always come in with like Irish cakes, you know what I mean? So I've always had a weird birthday. And I have a name Cameron, so they think Cameron that's is like an amazing. Irish name and yeah. So yeah, I've had a weird relationship amazing, with St. Patrick's bro. Day my whole life. But anyway,
3: you should just lean into
1: it. Just claim it. Just claim your truth. Yeah. yeah. I've had own
3: it. I'm pretty sure the Irish are used to that. Non-Irish people just announcing that. They heard from their grandmother, that they're probably <laughs> yeah. Irish. And so they've just fully embraced that idea.
0: I never got you know? why non-Irish people celebrate St. Patrick's day and wear green. Why do people, cause I, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't it a Catholic tradition to wear green today? The St. Patrick's day, like and that Protestants are supposed to wear orange. Isn't it?
1: I've never heard that in my entire life, but that doesn't okay. mean anything. I just, am like, I don't, I always thought it was like put green on or you get pinched and I don't know who came up with okay. it. I never knew.
3: I, I'm not even totally clear on the story of Saint Patrick himself. I know there was something involving driving out of snakes and but Wait I don't a really know driving the Driving out of what? Why? Isn't that what he's known Why for? Was he Isn't at- that
4: well, I'm gonna All tell I know guys. is that like
1: in high school, if you didn't have green on, all the girls were like, yeah, but I have green on my underwear and you just can't see them. And then it was like, like they were just like using it as like this, like skanky moment. I was like, that's what I remember St. Patrick's from. Yeah. You know okay. Here it is.
0: It. So uh-uh, Protest- uh-uh. Irish Catholics <laughs> wear green uh-uh. on St. Patrick's day and Protestants <laughs> wear orange. Because of William of Orange, the Protestant king who overthrew the Roman Catholic King James II in the Glorious Revolution, so apparently, if you're a Protestant, which most of us are, you're supposed to wear orange on St. Patrick's Day because you're not Catholic. Just FYI. So,
3: okay, well, this is a sign of goodwill towards mm-hmm. your Catholic brothers and sisters. Uh, that we're just going to rock the green. Let's you know. Let's all just come to the same page. I know snakes are. Does anyone? What what's the deal with the snakes? Does anyone know? Am I I'm the only one? No. All,
4: all I knew is that people got drunk on St. Patrick's Day. I literally oh. didn't know anything other than and that. And
1: someone turns their water green. Where is that? Chicago,
3: right, right. or Boston? Is I it Boston?
0: Know. Someone turns Boston, their I water green. Chicago. Yeah, like a whole. It's the Chicago like, River is okay. green right now. They dye it green. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, that can't be good. Supposedly, for him. it's fine. It's just, it's like food coloring. It's supposedly, it's totally, yeah, it's, it's organic like fine. It's literally like bright green right now. Yeah. Um. St. Patrick.
3: Yeah. St. Patrick, yeah. he banished the snakes. Yeah, but that's not why
0: they celebrate it. He's credited you know? with bringing Christianity to Ireland, and he was partly responsible for the Christianization of the Anglo Saxons up there. That's why he's a patron saint of Ireland. Listen. So.
3: Listen, I believe, in, I believe in missions and spreading the gospel. But I'm saying this. Someone comes in and, s- and clears out all the snakes for you, you'll believe whatever they're telling you. You're just like, all right, man, preach it. You got the snakes out of town. Like, that's good enough, you know?
4: So they was just living with a bunch okay. of snakes? I'm okay, confused, no, hey, hey. y'all. It, I really need help.
1: Guys, <laughs> yeah, origin. just wear a green and drink a beer and call it uh, a day. Okay,
0: death. all right, cool. That, yeah, I'm with that. I'm <laughs> Among, with that. I'm it says... With that. Uh, among the legends associated with St. Patrick is that he stood atop an Irish hillside and banished snakes from Ireland, prompting all the serpents to slither away into the sea. So, there you go.
3: Chucks out. <laughs> Chucks out.
0: Let, let my people go. He just stands up there and all the snakes go into the sea. Yeah.
3: Pretty cool, pretty cool move. Not gonna lie. That's a, that's a <laughs> rad move. I don't know how many saints...
0: Anyway, pull that one off. It's lit. I'm with it, bro. I'm with it. Hey, I'm with all of it. And if you are a a parent and your child has a birthday this week, just be aware (laughs) to like buy cupcakes last week or something, so they aren't traumatized by only having shamrock cupcakes their entire childhood at school. And their peers think that they're Irish. Okay. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to Anna of the North, one of our favorite artists. She is highlighted in the spring issue of Relevant, which came out this week. Also, Emily, you'll join us and uh, we will be telling you more about the new issue. Michael B. Jordan is on the cover. Um, You might have seen the e-blast in your inbox uh, yesterday uh, telling you all about the new issue. We will tell you a little bit about the uh, behind the scenes of how it all came together uh, Coming up later And uh, we also have your feedback at the end of the show But stay tuned right now Emily will join us Don't for Relevant Buzz right. I wanna
2: speak in your love language can you help me understand it Whether you wanna talk or touch Go slow or rush you can have it all I wanna speak in your love language You make it over I can't manage I wanna know what's going on you can teach me your love and language Are you superstitious, sinful or religious? How to tell when you're quiet, when you're quiet. Words of reformation if that's
5: what you're chasing, I'll do what I can you listening to Philadelphia The song is
0: Love Language. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in.
5: Amazing. Did not disappoint.
0: Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting.
5: You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit TheChosenRiseUp.com
0: and get your tickets now. That's TheChosenRiseUp.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for Relevant Buzz. Please welcome to the show our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, Emily. Hey, y'all. All right, what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week?
5: Um, well, there's some major news happening with Hillsong right now that we really need to talk about. Good or bad? Uh, yeah. let let's just get into it. Uh, <laughs> if that answers your question. Um,
3: <laughs> that is so bad. So this is yeah, bad. yeah.
5: yeah. Uh, a member of Australia's parliament is accusing the church of misusing millions of funds and breaking a lot of financial laws in Australia. So bad news. Bad news. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the member obtained thousands of documents from an unnamed whistleblower that include credit card statements showing the church earned about $80 million more than they shared with the public. And these documents allegedly include receipts showing current and former Hillsong leaders spending money on things like private jets, luxury trips, fine goods. Um, And really the best way to sum it up is uh, to use the words from the parliament member. The church money was used, quote, to do the kind of shopping that would embarrass a Kardashian.
1: Wow.
0: Like what? Like specifically just travel or just like like what?
5: So some of the things uh, that were listed were uh, Brian Houston, um, who is no longer with the church. Um, he stepped down last year for a separate legal battle, uh, but he was the global pastor. Um, he's been named uh, mostly for private jet money, is where or private jets is where a lot of that money went. So, for example, in one three month period, Houston's flights cost fifty five thousand dollars, fifty two thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars, twenty two thousand dollars, and this $2, is tithe money.
0: This is like church money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Yeah.
5: Right. It's not his right. salary. Right. And, and, and,
0: and, oh, right. and and also yeah. and this is like unreported stuff and, and they spend it on like luxury goods as well, right? Like church money they bought, like
5: Right. Yeah. Um there was a couple things. Uh, There was a $6,500 Cartier watch, $2,500 Louis Vuitton Ooh. luggage, um, another $2,500 watch, uh, shopping spree for designer clothes on Saks Fifth Avenue, and even, my personal favorite, $16,000 for custom skateboards. I do not know oh. how you can spend $16,000 on custom there. skateboards. It sounds like,
4: was Kid Leroy the pastor? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Are they solid gold? Like literally, like what in the world? <laughs>
1: for sixty thousand dollars, I hope thousand so. skateboard. Maybe it was a lot of skateboards, guys. Maybe <laughs> maybe, it,
4: maybe maybe it was for a youth group. Youth group. That's what it was for. Okay, so the, the whistleblower
0: at Hillsong gave credit card statements and all these documents to a member of parliament. The Australian Government is mm-hmm. investigating right now, so these are allegations. Did right. Hillsong yes. respond to the allegations?
5: They have responded um there uh, very briefly, um I'm sure you know there's legal things that they're still figuring out, but what they've said so far is that a lot of these figures have been misrepresented. um so one of the things um that or one of the, people the that custom was, was, was fifteen thousand nine hundred
0: and ninety five dollars, <laughs> not sixteen thousand exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
5: right, get it right. That, that totally clears it <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, no, one of the really the biggest thing that Hillsong addressed um, was there was a part about Phil Dooley, who is the current global pastor, um, and his name was also allegedly brought up in these documents. Um, he had Rubber. spent a little over a hundred thousand dollars on business class flights. What's interesting about that is he's always claimed to fly economy. So if this all turns out to be true, not only is he purchasing. Just insane amounts of flights. Uh, But he's also lying to the congregation. So, yeah. Anyways, um, the church... The church responded and said uh, that, yeah, like I said, the figures have been misrepresented. And part of these fares are being paid by Dooley and I think other leaders personally. uh, And a large portion was reimbursed by a church that he was visiting that isn't related to Hillsong. And their explanation was, you know, Hillsong is a global church. So it's not uncommon for these pastors to be traveling around the world. Um, And that's pretty much all they've said so far. Again, it's still being investigated and reviewed. If it turns out to be true, I'm sure they'll have some more statements to say. I hope so. Um, but yeah, that is uh that's what's going down at Hillsong.
1: My uh Aaron and I talked about this the other day when it came out. And, you know, what I didn't realize about Hillsong until just a couple of years ago is how many congregations or churches they have around the world. That it, it really is a global church with churches everywhere. And Aaron and I were talking and we were talking about all this stuff and the money and everything, and he knows some people who don't are not at the main Hillsong, but they're at other congregations around the world. And he was like, man, what really stinks is that the people he knows, they're like faithfully serving this small church that is affiliated with Hillsong. Mm-hmm. It's not massive. They're not flying on global planes. They're not getting all these gifts. And they're just literally doing the work of Jesus. But yet they're at a Hillsong church. So this damages everything that they're doing as well. And so that feels sad to me in this. is yeah. that these they're allegations so we should say that but it taints so many people that don't even go to that church or work with these people that's what's hard for me yeah
0: and 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 hillsong said too that you know hey we we said that we had bad governance that's in the past this was a guy who's not here anymore you know that kind of thing they they definitely have distanced themselves from brian houston's regime but the The fact that Phil Dooley, the current new pastor, kind of is also being mentioned in the paperwork that, you know, his his what he's saying he's doing and what the paperwork is saying he's doing doesn't quite line up is kind of like air. But he wasn't mentioned in like the luxury shopping type allegations. That was just the Houston's, but yeah, still it's messy. It's unfortunate. If but.
3: only there was, you know, uh, generations of of notable preachers and ministries that would have uh, somehow in their actions warned current ministries and churches about the dangers of uh, uh, consumption and spending tithes on luxury items. I, maybe people would have learned their lesson before now, but uh, this is this is the first I've ever heard of something like this
0: happening. The crazy thing is that it's, it's not a small amount of money. I mean, we've, we're talking about $6,500 watches and junk yeah. like that, but the discrepancy that the Australian government is investigating is that they're saying that the church did not report $80 million of tithe money over the course of like two years 80 million dollars that uh yeah they're going after so that's it's not a small thing wow. and so people i saw comments and stuff that when we posted this uh, some of our readers are just like this is just a bitter parliament member he hates religion and he's going after the church and all this stuff and his sour grapes and all that or this is just media bias and, and it's like regardless the government's gonna, you know, the truth will be found out. You know, I mean, whether or not this is bias or this guy has an axe to grind, I mean, if there's eighty million dollars, the government's gonna, you know what I mean? Like, whether there's bias or not, like the the end result will be the end hey, result. Hey, it's you know?
4: it's, that's the thing. I like okay. Let if it's bias, okay, whatever. But you saying it's almost like somebody getting caught doing something wrong. It's like the only reason you snitch is because you bitter. It's like nah regardless of whether they snitched because they were bitter or not, $80 million in tithe money right. is being right. used on skateboards and jets. Like, <laughs> right. do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what the reason is. Like, we should be more, and I think that's a big issue that happens with the celebrity church culture because sometimes we give pastors and and rich Christian celebrities passes on this sometimes. I've seen that happen a lot in the black church. You know what I'm saying? The bishop is doing something that he shouldn't be doing. And then uh, everybody's like, well, you know, the bishop would would pay people's bills and different things like that. But it's like, yeah, but y'all know he's stealing from the church though. Like, that's not mm. that's not right. So like, nah, I, I, I'm like, whatever has to happen, Chris, yeah, let's get I to mean, it. I'm with <laughs> it, let's go. Yeah. I love, but I, I also feel bad, Jamie, for what you said earlier about yeah. these these mm. smaller hills. Like I literally know a, a Hillsong plant in Atlanta that had to close their doors yeah. because mm-hmm. it was because of the stuff that happened with Brian Houston, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. and and these were yeah. these were good people, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. it's really sad.
3: There, uh, you know, there's a reason why it, you know, Jesus is clear that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil and it's easier for, you know, the camel to pass to the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. There are temptations that come with that degree of wealth, particularly you know, when it's tied to ministry, and it's it's you know,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and, and to you guys's point, it can it, the the fallout doesn't just affect the victims, like people who gave money thinking it was going to go to ministry or spreading the gospel or helping people, and it went to uh, sixteen thousand dollars skateboards mm-hmm. or whatever. But it also damages mm-hmm. the reputation of other ministries that are trying to be good stewards of of, yeah. of people's you know
0: generosity. You know. The love of custom skateboards is the root of all. I remember that. What else you got, Emily? What else you got?
5: (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of money, uh, there is an interesting new study we covered that talks about people's spending and saving habits. Uh, before Before I get into it, I am curious about your thoughts. Who do you think saves more, a nice person or a mean person?
1: Oh, Wow. That's how it's categorized in this? Uh, saves uh, more.
3: I would say that a mean person, because I feel like a nice person's always spending money on, you know, being nice, <laughs> you know? Like, ah, oh, I'll pick up the tab tonight.
1: And maybe the mean one's like stingy, like I'm yeah. going to save all now my I, money for just, myself. I'm
3: just making a guess here.
1: I don't
5: know you are correct um a team of researchers okay yeah they they wanted to study that kind of the correlation between personality and spending spending and saving habits um and they found that if you are mean you will save more money um and it's because exactly what you said nice people are just a lot more generous um and they are they also just value things over money um obvi- like you know just See, I think, uh, I think sorry, of um,
0: I think of nice people being like conservative and meek and mild. And I think of them being like conservative and like organized and like they have like their house in order and they're responsible and they save their money. <laughs> and they're, you know, like I just they wear they wear cardigans and they just, you know, like <laughs> they just they're Mr. Rogers and they have their savings account. And that's yeah. what I think of with nice people. And it, but it's so it's interesting. But Jesse, you're right that the mean people are stingy. It's, it's and the like, Ebenezer Scrooge thing. You know what I mean? It's
3: the yeah, boss yeah. in uh, Christmas vacation. So, you know, sitting out jelly of the month club
0: bonuses.
3: You know, to 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 hoard a little at the. You know, I I, I get that.
0: it's it, it you know it seems like a reasonable. I always pick up the check. Derek never picks up the check. So, and look, that's 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 a lie. <laughs> That's a lie.
1: <laughs> so basically, Emily, when our kids get to college age and we're like, all we don't have any college You're money nice, because man. we're yeah. so nice. Yeah. But we haven't saved any yeah. money for you guys. Sorry, yeah. kids. We're so we raise nice. you to be nice be human like, beings,
0: but we're broke. <laughs> Sorry.
3: Yeah. I mean, that great. seems like a good trade-off. You'd rather, you know. Yeah,
0: we're good humans. Yeah. We're just broke. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 You want nice parents yeah. or you Listen, want rich you can, parents? You can, Come on. You can what make is it, guys? Up,
3: you, can, you can make up that wealth some point. Just go into the high-end skateboard business. I heard the
0: the margins <laughs> are crazy. Yeah. If you make custom skateboards, pastors will eat them up. They will pay mark top it dollars. Oh, so, it my yeah. goodness. <laughs> pastors don't even know what they're supposed to cost. You could charge anything. They'll pay it. it. Yeah. Is $16,000 a good price for this custom skateboard? Yes, Pastor Brian. You could, yeah, that's a good deal. It's normally yeah. twenty thousand. I'll give it to you just for just sixteen. That is, <laughs> but come on, but
4: I'm gonna keep it real. Even if we went back to that, like we kind of knew, though, right? <laughs> we kind of, we kind of felt like this. Not a surprise. Are y'all surprised? Maybe it's just my my cynical. That's I guess that's why I save money because I am pretty cynical. Defense. Okay, because because there for were me, a lot of people just,
5: commenting on the story saying like. Is this really news? Like, yeah, they're like We're shocker. not really that surprised. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you're not the only one, Derek. Look like a duck,
3: it quacked like a <laughs> and duck. It's driving a Maybach, it's probably oh. rich. And, 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 it, it's it's rich duck. Duck. it is. it's one rich. Using private jets <laughs> what like an I'm Uber, that's one rich duck. Oh, <laughs>
2: hey,
4: that boy Brian Houston, a big stepper, of wood. <laughs> if it looks like a duck, hey, he it quacked like a duck, duck, and it rolls by him. on a gold plated <laughs> s- skateboard. It's, prob- Skateboard. it's probably a pastor. Jerry Falwell, Brian Houston, Young Thug—they are just chilling at the club, kicking <laughs> it, bro. In Australia, using PJs like Earth. Ubers.
0: Just like <laughs> PJs like Ubers. I'm jealous. All right. Okay. So, mean people save money. The study reveal. All right. There you go. All right. What's the last thing you got?
5: Uh, The last thing I want to share is a new single from Lauren Daigle called Thank God I Do. Uh, It's the first song from her upcoming self-titled album, which is actually being released in two parts. Uh, The first 10 songs will drop in May and the other 10 will come out later this year. Uh, But we got a snippet of the song right now.
0: It's her uh, first uh, single on Atlantic Records. She signed a big deal with a big label. So good for her. It should be a pretty massive
2: massive project. I'm excited.
0: she's She's been milking that last album long enough. I'm ready for some new music from Lauren Daigle. Right. and she can still fill an arena with that last <laughs> album she's like what? <laughs> why rush right. the exactly. next one it's a good album but we've, yeah. we're ready for some new Lauren Daigle hey, music congrats to her for real Yeah, congrats to congrats her, to she, her
4: yeah. and she's a sweet girl I met her I met her a couple of times and she's always been really nice down to earth so she, you know it's good to see people like that win you know I sure. met her
0: at a, for the first time at a Hillsong United after party in Chicago Jesse Jesse you awesome? were with me yeah Weren't you? Yeah. And uh, there is no after party like a Hillsong United after party. Let me just tell you that. In hindsight. It was at a club. Everyone Get
1: skateboards as a gift.
0: It was at a club in downtown Chicago. And uh, that's where we met Lauren Daigle for the first time. Anyway.
4: Man, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, bro, we need people like Hillsong to keep the party going. That's what I'm saying. We need uh, people uh, like Hillsong uh, to keep the party going, bro. like, <laughs> hey, they, they trying to hate, bro. But look, let us live, bro. We trying to <laughs> throw our ones just like Young Thug, bro. That's
2: what we're trying to <laughs> do.
4: We're trying right. to throw our ones, bro.
0: That'll do it for Relevant Buzz. Um, you can see those stories and a lot more over at relevantmagazine.com. Make sure to make it part of your daily web browsing and follow us on all the socials for the latest. Thanks a lot, Emily. I want my watch. <laughs> <laughs> Cartier or AP <laughs> hey I want to bust down AP AP hey, what? 250k I to bust of- down AP yeah hey run it up there you go all right hey Emily we'll see you later in the show for the magazine preview bye guys bye stay tuned up next it's Anna of the North it's in
2: California
0: To drama. The song is 3 a.m. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories into your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Anna of the North. She's in the new spring issue of Relevant, which you will hear more about in the next uh, segment. But we wanted to have her as our guest today on the podcast to kind of celebrate the new issue. Great timing, right? And she's one of our favorite indie artists. Her full name is Anna Lotterud. Uh She's a Norwegian singer-songwriter. Um, she just dropped her third album. It's called Crazy Life. Um, She opened up to us about creating a story with every album and how letting go of expectations allows more freedom and fun with her music. Here's part of our conversation with Anna of the North.
6: I feel like
5: there's so many songs on the album that are very honest and vulnerable um was it a little like nerve-wracking to be that way or was it sort of like therapeutic
6: i think for me yeah, it's just i am I'm, I'm a really open person and i talk a lot and i'm not like scared of talking about feelings and all i i know i'm i'm really lucky in that way that i how do you how do you say it that i'm either um, my problem is maybe saying too much <laughs> like yeah uh, um yeah i guess so so no not at all i feel but i feel like it was the uh, it really like helped me processing things and and just like it's just different listening to yourself saying it, singing it and like listening back again and you kind of like you realize that i feel like a lot of songs it's just like been like I've have I've had the need to write them kinda like I don't I do, like I don't really know why those words come but when I listen to the song after a while I'm like okay yeah I get it. Um so definitely um music is really good though for like processing stuff so I guess I guess that's a big big part of it
5: is it hard though to like narrow down to just like a certain set of songs definitely
6: and you want like some songs to be you know like for me at least like i can only speak from my own perspective but you want some songs that are like mellow some songs that are upbeat do you want like have the entire journey there and you want to have like the 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 lullaby and then you want to have the um, You know, like the the, you want to have like all the songs in there too, but at the same time you want them to be on the same kind of uh, vibe. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, uh, it's it's hard, but I think. At the same time, it makes sense, and then it's really sad for the songs that never made it, and that's why I'm really happy about the deluxe version because there are, like, swirl and try my best that will be released soon. It's like it was always been one of my favorite songs, um, for um, for this writing period in my life, and I remember just listening to it again and again and again, and I would have been so sad if the world didn't hear it, and so I'm just really excited that deluxe versions are a thing now.
2: <laughs> I'm
5: in a swirl, to. Uh, it's like one of the joys in life is getting to listen to, like new music. Um, well, speaking of new music, you're about to release um, the deluxe version for Crazy Life, which has, I know, the new song Swirl, what yeah. else can we expect from it um
6: it's uh it's uh you you um there's some new songs and a lot of old songs <laughs> i don't know <laughs> the deluxe and it seems to be like a new way of uh, promoting an album i guess uh, so that's what we're doing so i guess putting some new tunes in there hoping that i don't know the real answer is hoping that those will drag more people to listen to the Crazy Life album <laughs> I guess like that's 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 it but I uh, I do like, I wrote a lot of songs um, and I felt like I've always done like 11 songs albums and I think all of them are 11 songs so I might be wrong and I felt with Crazy Life I had so many songs so many demos and I just couldn't fit them all and I also think that too many songs on an album can disturb kind of like, you know, take attention from the other song and I wanted every song to shine and there's a story being told as well like Crazy Life starts with Bird Sing which is a song in the morning where you wake up um, and yeah, and then it ends with Let Go which is when you're like, or for me at least how I picture that song is like you're you just sometimes like you at the end of the day and something has happened or you can always think it but like sometimes you just have to let it go so it's like it's a it's a story from first song till the end and I guess with the Deluxe album I feel like it was room for more songs but they didn't like to kind of like you know Crazy Life first edition was like that was the story and now there's like more songs from the period of writing, I guess.
0: That was Anna of the North. Make sure to check out her new album, Crazy Life. It's out now and read our conversation with her. Read more of that conversation in the spring issue of Relevant, which you will hear more about after this break. Listening to Brevin Kim. The song is Ghost. Well, I told you at the beginning of the show, we were going to tell you about the new spring digital issue of Relevant. And I am a man of my word. Please welcome back to the episode, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, Emily. Hey, y'all. The rest of the cast is taking a well-deserved Pea break. No, coffee break. Coffee break. And uh, they'll be back for feedback in the next segment. So uh, we are going to just steal a couple of minutes. Don't, don't fast forward. Don't. Give Emily your undivided attention. Please. It's very exciting. Our spring issue has none other than Michael B. Jordan on the cover. He's so hot right now. He's everywhere right now. Uh, you know, he made his directorial debut with the smash hit Creed 3 a couple of weeks ago. And that's what we talked to him about as well. He is irrelevant, uh, and you know, we get a behind the scenes look. We not only talk to him, but other stars in the movie. And uh, it's a really fascinating story. It's a lot deeper than you would think with it just being a boxing movie, you know?
5: Um, Yeah. I, uh, I'll be honest. I binge watched all of the Creed movies and Rocky movies because I really wanted to see this one that I binge watched it or that I hadn't seen any before.
0: That you binge watched a sports, uh, series, a sports franchise. Yeah. But Yeah.
5: yeah. Uh, imagine how I felt binge watching it. Um, but I will say this one was really good because it was not just like a normal, Boxing movie. Like, obviously, there's a fight, yes, but there really was like some deeper um, emotions and like topics going on. So I really enjoyed it. If you're not a sports movie fan, I get it, but I want to say you should give this one a try.
0: Right. I mean, we're not, we're not sitting here just shilling for the movie. Uh, but the story itself, like, Michael B talks about like the reason why he did this uh, is. Like it was deeply personal for him. Like there was a deeper reason why he wanted to tell this story. And it's a different story for the franchise. Here's here's a clip of the conversation we had with him.
4: It's been just growing inside for a really long time since I talked to Ryan. You know, seeing that representation, knowing what it was like, you know, uh, for him back on Fruitville Station, him telling me that he believed that I, that I could do it. And I think that trust and that 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 uh, those expectations from him, you know, definitely, you know, you know, made me think about my own confidence. If I, you know, when was the right time for me to step behind the camera? And I think all roads kind of led to the opportunity, um, the third third movie installment. And uh, I know the character so well, in the story had a vision for where, where I wanted to go. Um, um, and, and I felt like it was the perfect time for
0: me. Uh, go read more of it. Cover story relevant. Okay. What else is in the issue? There's a ton of stuff. Uh, let's see, mixing it up. Uh, you heard, you just heard our conversation with Anna of the North. She is in the new issue as well. Obviously. Uh, that's why she's on today's podcast to kind of celebrate her and the new issue. Um, awesome artist. We talked to, one of our heroes in the faith, Beth Moore, uh, she kind of did the press circuit in the last couple of weeks. You know, she has this very, uh, I mean, staggering would be the word, mm-hmm. uh, memoir that just came out telling her life story and telling things that she's never shared before. Um, Emily, you got the chance to sit down with her and have uh, a really vulnerable conversation and it turned into a, an unbelievable, uh, profile in the, in the piece. Great job.
5: Yeah, I was so excited to speak with Beth, like we said, like she's a personal hero of my own faith and um, just getting to talk with her. uh, It was probably one of the most vulnerable conversations that I've had since being with Relevant, but um, just a really good conversation and so encouraging um, just for myself. And she had a lot to say to our readers, a lot of things that she wanted to really share with them. So um, it was really great getting to talk with her and getting to put that in the magazine.
0: Were you vulnerable with her? Or was she vulnerable with you?
5: So it actually ended up being both. Um, there were, as I was re-listening to the interview, um, I forgot there were both times where uh, I got emotional and she also got emotional. So it was a, it was a vulnerable couple minutes there. Did,
0: did you open up about your fear of spiders? Um, I do not have a
5: fear of spiders. Um, <laughs> no, we talked. I don't want to give anything away. I want you to read the story. Yeah, I don't. Um,
0: yeah you got to read the story. Yeah, Yeah,
5: you'll see. You'll see when you read the story. But to clarify, I do not have a fear of spiders. I think they're actually very friendly. Tell
0: tell the listener this. Did you put little commentary in the piece like 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 in a script where it's like Emily weeps? (laughs) Like, did you like italicize stuff like that in the article?
5: Unfortunately, I didn't, but now I really regret it. Um, Is it too late to go back and change it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's too
0: late. It's out. Oh, well. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Missed opportunity. All right. We also talked to one of our favorite bands, a big new album out by Colony House.
5: Yeah. uh, It was really fun to talk with them. Um, You know, their new album is basically a love letter to Tennessee. um, And so it was perfect timing for me to talk to them since I just moved here. So it was a fun conversation and a really fun album.
0: You know, I, hearing that, I would have thought Love Letter to Tennessee, there would have been a lot more uh, banjo, ban- uh, a lot more lo- like twang. Uh, yeah,
5: like I think it's like going the new Tennessee or something.
0: Oh, 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 oh. Okay.
5: Kept, they brought it into country. Century.
0: Country Bear Jamboree <laughs> was in my head when you said Love Letter to Tennessee, kind of like a postcard, you know. Andy Griffith yeah. Show, kind of like Front Porch. Yeah down type. Oh, well.
5: Now, that would Calling be an album, else. but that is not this yeah. album.
0: <laughs> That's not this album. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of music in this issue. I mean, a lot of music in this issue. We'll get to more of the artists, but uh, one of the movies that sh- shocked everybody uh, when we got the invitation to go to the set of this film uh, being shot, we did not know that it would become the breakout uh like record setting success that it was but we were on the set at Jesus Revolution and kind of have a behind the scenes look at the surprise uh, hit i mean it is a, le- a legit hit by every measurable um it's still doing well in the box office um m- well after its release it's made f- 45 million plus just here in the U S still in the theaters doing well, uh, Jesus revolution. We have the inside story of that.
5: Yeah, it is really shocking. Then since it's been released, I feel like every week there's like a new, uh, story about like some record it broke for like Christian films. So, um, it was really great getting to talk with, um, the actors and hearing, uh, how they brought the story to life. It was also interesting to figure out who had heard the story of Jesus revolution before they started filming. Um, so it was just fun talking with the cast. Um, them yeah bring it to the big screen
0: yeah uh we talked to one of our favorite kind of not up and coming they've 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 up and came they're 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 getting big time house fires one of our favorite worship groups uh, now here's a clip of their new album you definitely don't want to miss that article Uh, Great, great artist
5: Yeah, I was really excited to talk with House Fires I have been a huge fan of them for years Um, A lot of their music has gotten me through some difficult times So uh, it was great just speaking with them um, And kind of learning how to start my own house fire
0: I literally just bought a fire extinguisher Because I realized I did not have one for years And how vulnerable that probably made my house So I am now prepared to put out a house fire If one was to
5: Well I'm gonna start one So be ready
0: Uh, We also talked to Great indie artist Royal Otis Is in the issue Here's a clip Their new album Don't Don't miss that uh, Article as well We also Pick 10 products that you do not want to miss that all give back that are socially conscious. We like we don't like consumerism, but we like conscious consumerism. We like anti-consumerism. We think we can do it the right way. Here's 10 products that do that you don't want to miss. That list it's 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 clickable, interactive, helpful go go for it and we talked to Fits in the Tantrums so they've been in the magazine i think twice now uh we love them they've been a great great they're they're huge they're the biggest band on the issue by far uh, they're huge and getting bigger every time they release a new album uh here's a clip of their their new one sometimes it
2: feels like a feather sometimes it feels like a boulder sometimes the world makes it easy sometimes it falls on your shoulders we say forever
0: don't want to miss that article and last but definitely not least uh you guys know we talked about it here on the podcast uh last month but emily went to asbury spent time with people there leaders there students there and we have the story of the asbury outpouring from a front lines perspective tell us about it
5: yeah, I got to go um, and speak with a lot of students and faculty and administrators and, you know, just really see for myself what everything I'd seen online. Um, and it was really honestly really hard to put into words, um, but I found a way to do it. And um, I it's been really cool getting to uh, not only be there, but then to kind of see in the weak sense how um it's just impacted and um, changed a lot of people's lives. And um, so I was really excited to sit down and and just be able to tell like the full story of what's happened and, and what is continuing to happen.
0: And we were, we were like Mm -hmm. biting our tongues too. Like you came back uh, the day after the last public uh, gathering or that you came back actually that night, you were at the last public gathering was your last uh, time there. And, you know, obviously in the coming days, there was a lot of confusion about what's next da, da, da. and you had talked to the leaders and we mm-hmm. kind of knew what was going on and what the plan was or the lack of a plan. And we were kind of like biting our tongues because we wanted to put all of that <laughs> in this article. And so if uh, you want to know the full picture of what happened beginning to end at Asbury, it is in this article and it's great and you should check it out. Um and uh, it's, I'm, I'm excited about what's going on on college campuses right now. It is organic mm-hmm. and awesome and of God. And it's exciting to see what's stirring right now. More of it, please. Okay. Well, the spring issue of Relevant is out now. Okay. How do you engage it? How do you find it? It's pretty easy. Go to relevantmagazine.com. Uh, there's a tab there called Magazine. Click it there's everything. It's free. Uh, We have the ad supported version just right there. You can just engage it. Um, If you want a beautiful enhanced uh, print-esque experience uh, with a bunch of extras ad free, you can get our tablet enhanced edition as a part of Relevant Plus. You can find out more about Relevant Plus and get it right there by clicking the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. With Relevant Plus, you not only get the magazine, but you get uh, this podcast ad-free, ad-free unlimited uh, access to relevantmagazine.com, exclusive subscriber podcast and more. Uh, It takes us so much longer to make that magazine, (laughs) that digital magazine, (laughs) please subscribe to Roland plus to make our team's efforts worth it. We put a lot of time into the enhanced edition. It is beautiful. If you got our print magazine back in the day, it is just as pretty as the print edition was, but it's even better because it's interactive and things move around and you can watch stuff and click stuff. And it's awesome. So All right. Spring issue of Relevant. Michael B. Jordan on the cover. Don't miss it. Thanks a lot, Emily. Great job to you and the team. Stay tuned. Up next, the cast comes back and it's your feedback. listening to Overcoats. The song is New Suede Shoes. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Um, okay, well, last week, if you heard the show, we got talking about the scandal uh, the uh the Bravo, the Bravo scandal that had the internet in a chokehold for a couple of days. Uh, and it got us talking about trash reality television and uh, the guilty pleasure TV that some of us like to partake in from time to time um in uh what was your guilty pleasure tv jesse what were i forget what do you watch oh i watch you watch that weird alien shows
3: uh, like weird alien shows like documentary documentaries i'm doing you know generous air quotes with you know people whose titles like ufologist and you know noted speaker (laughs) and it's like where's that guy speaking you know, like, and that's <laughs>
4: the guy with the, the guy with his hair. That's like blasted to the side. Like, dude, look like he stuck his finger in a uh, electric. Exactly. Tron- <laughs> He's the most credible of all of them. Yeah. All of the other
3: ones. Like you read mm-hmm. what they put up at the bottom, you know, it's like the name. There was one guy and he was so polished on one of these shows that I, that I, and he was like the primary expert doing like sort of the VO, but they kept cutting back to him at like his like research lab or whatever. And I looked the guy up cause I'm like, I've never heard of this guy. He's an actor. He's an actor. Like it was scripted, and but that's the level. That's the level. That's all I need though is some voiceover and some wild speculation, and I'm in.
1: Okay, y'all want to know my guilty TV show? Please. I cannot stop. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for the next season if they're going to have one. It's Sister Wives. I. Uh, That's what Emily's was. She was talking about
0: that. That, That's hers. I love
1: Sister Wives so much. I follow all of them on Instagram. I know what's happening. Like, I'm just so in. (laughs) Uh, And it's so weird. And I can't stop.
4: I can't stop.
0: It's a lot. Yeah. uh, So Emily and I both watch Guilty Pleasure Reality TV, but it's different Guilty Pleasure Reality TV. I watch the Bravo shows. She watches the TLC shows like (laughs) like Sister Wives. Wives. So it's like. Two different, two different lanes. Uh-huh. Anyway, all right. We asked you what your guilty pleasure TV shows are. You hit us up on Twitter at Relum Podcast. Here's a few of your replies. Well, Karen says
3: uh, for her it's Pawn Stars. It's it, she says it's an antique road show for the rest of us and a very popular meme. <laughs> There's nothing guilty about Pawn Stars. Okay, I've actually visited the Pawn it's Stars. It's fake, farms. man. I visited, well, I know I was there when they were filming. I was an extra in an episode. No way. I oh, promise you. Wow. You were not. I, I, I'm not making this up. Years ago, this was like at the height of Pawn Stars. We had to wait outside in a line to get in. And so we're waiting. And as we're, we finally got in, because they only had a couple people in there at a time. And as we're in there, they were like, all right, everyone, we got to clear it out. We're about to shoot a scene. We need a couple extras. And my buddy was actually buying something, like a piece of memorabilia or something. And we got to hang out. Why they did a couple takes with someone like walking into? I mean, they did three or four takes. You know what I mean? Um, but I have no. There's no guilt. Sure, it's sure it's staged. But who cares? It's it is fun to to, to do have a little history lesson on weird little musket balls that you found in your great
0: grandfather's attic or whatever.
1: What isn't staged the, these days, anyways? I mean, come on. The pr-
0: everything's Everything staged. staged. Yeah. Who cares? Literally. When I found out that House Hunters is fake mm-hmm. it just I, I haven't watched it since because it just ruined it for me to find out that 90% of the time the person has already bought their house 100% and, and they're just pretending to tour the houses yeah, and, and for that sure. the other two houses are just like somebody just opened their house and they're probably not even on the market yeah. that's just crazy to me I'm like why am I watching this fake show now they're not uh I haven't watched it
4: since. It's all fake, bro. Cameron. Though, Cameron. Lived, it's been fake since Pimp My Ride, bro. Oh, yeah.
3: Well, I knew pit that. My, Live
1: your life like me where you think everything's fake, and then you're never let down. Everything's fake, and then you're never let down.
3: But, but the most disturbing part of it is, especially on House Hunters, is the manufactured arguments among the... Especially if it's like a couple, House Hunting. <laughs> yeah. And every house the guy's yeah. into, he's like, oh, this... This and it's like the, always like the biggest space, the most prominent space in the house, and the, and and there's like the guys like, oh, this is perfect for the man cave. The beer fridge will go right here. My my sports cards will go here, and and you know his spouse uh-huh. is always kidding.
2: Uh-huh.
4: If they
3: already own the house, you're just telling me they're making that dispute up every time, every one of these houses they're going yes, in.
4: Yes, they are. They are. And they're getting, they're they're running it up for clout and hopefully a little money. But yes, this is what entertainment, even marketing is like, even on TikTok, we're marketed to Instagram, we're marketed to around the clock, but it's meant to not look like marketing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just that's what we're into. We we live in a simulation. Well, like th- we've created a simulation I've for a ourselves. See, I've
3: at least seen one that seemed real because the 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 husband, it was a husband and wife who were purchasing a home. And his primary demand was that this home could be outfit. I promise this is true. You can I, I've never looked it up before, but I encourage listeners too. His primary demand for the home was that it had a good layout for for an elaborate series of cat tubes. And these no. were like handsome <laughs> no,
2: Because no. he, no. he had a bunch of
3: cats and he wanted them to be is able he married? to married? Yeah. And, and that was he when they and, and like he kept when they were looking at houses, no. he's like, I don't think the cat tubes are gonna work in this layout. That was their measure. And it was right? his demand. And sure enough, they did like fast forward after they they picked the home, and we're like, you know, two months later, the house is straight up elaborate cat tubes everywhere. They had one <laughs> going to the D cat attached garage like there were cat tubes across the yard so no. you're telling me that's fake I it's love clear. it bro I
0: love it the other thing I never the other thing I never understood about house hunters was like they you know they this couple just moved to DC she's a teacher he manages uh, a bar and their budget is <laughs> 1.7 million dollars Yeah, like
5: yeah where is she <laughs> teaching
4: that, bro? What bar is this dude working <laughs> <Right>. at? <bro? laughs> like, yes. I, I used to always think that that, and then I'm gonna tell you the other one. Now, I haven't I haven't really watched a lot of reality TV in a minute, but um man versus wild would trip me out. Like, bro how are they dropping this man in the middle of these things? And then it's like, you know, he's running with a camera crew. So one day it just hit me. I'm like, there's people filming this dude. He's not filming himself. So it's like, they're just giving him granola bars and stuff during the break. Like, I'm thinking this man was suffering... And I'm thinking this man was using his Tide money to to, to to oh I'm sorry my bad <laughs> I like I'm thinking, yeah, my ass there I think this man was suffering bro out there yeah. you know what I'm saying in the frigid cold and they just giving this man a blanket when they stop shooting
0: like mm-hmm. that's
4: not man versus wild bro I could have did that
1: mm-hmm. or maybe
3: they're not
0: no they are. You're stepping on Jesse's toes now. Jesse's a purist. He he doesn't want to believe that about Listen, bear grills.
3: I, I, I have nothing but respect. Bear, bear
4: grills drinks his own pee for no reason.
3: It's it's to educate us. Listen. Sometimes He's not going to risk his life <laughs> But he can still give a powerful Illustration Okay It's like it's, it's like a sermon illustration. All right Like I don't really need I don't re- The pastor doesn't actually need To go lose a sheep in the woods And go find it He can just use it as an, Use it as an illustration
4: So it's a big illustration Is what you're saying Because I was thinking He was getting dropped In the middle of the Amazon doesn't jungle Doesn't matter and he was filming his <laughs> way To the helicopter And it's always dramatic He takes off by himself On the helicopter, grabs the rope or whatever It's like, no, why don't they show the real thing The private jet landing From Hillsong
3: And then all of the crew hopping
4: on the private jet And taking off Like, why don't they just drop that? It's, it's the
3: it's the illusion of Hollywood But guess what, if you're lost in the Amazon at least I, At least I know conceivably if I come across the carcass of a wildebeest how to field dress it and sleep in there until help arrives at least conceptually you know <laughs> you're prepared
4: dog the only thing that I knew that only thing I learned from man versus wild is that your urine is sterile that's it
3: okay. well, and, and and you know what it just may save your life one day Derek I hope it doesn't come to that <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> maybe maybe you think
4: differently. I saw this man eat a, a sheep's eyeball. I was like, why is he eating this for no like there has to it be is something a reason, Derek. in other case you're than...
3: stranded in a sheep infested, you know, wilderness. <laughs> and the only thing the Forget only option the you have Forget all the meat on the sheep. This no, there's to no the all the all only the, uh, option you
0: have bro, you is ain't to gouge go out fishing. the eyes. <laughs>
3: you had to just eat a sheep's eye. The eyeball. only option you have to survive is to gouge out the eyes of a sheep and eat them right there. You know, it's possible, you know? <laughs> anyway, I just shared a clip with you guys Bro. of like JB's movements and comedians. I've never seen this, but it appears there's some sort of show that HGTV does where comedians watch house hunters and give live commentary. And it's oh, JB's move fine. watching the cat tube episode. Yes. Uh, just yes. for, I, I just want to make sure I did not make this up. There was a cat tube episode, and, and you know, <laughs> it's out in the wild for everyone. Okay.
0: That is really funny. I, I can't love J.B. Smoove. That. I cannot recommend it, but on Hulu, Mel Brooks, they did a History of the World Part 2. Yeah. Uh, I can't recommend it because it's off color and language and stuff like that. It's rated R. It's a hard R, let me just tell you. But they did a story of Jesus and the disciples and J.B. Smoove is one of the oh. disciples. I think he plays, plays Luke. Uh, it's it's hilarious. I mean, that part's hilarious. Him as a disciple. All right. Yeah, that's that's worth the price of admission right there. You can fast forward the other parts, All right. but anyway. All right, I'm going to check it out.
1: Okay, I have one. Several several people mentioned WWE, like pro yeah. wrestling, and they're like, that's, their that's,
4: that's, that's not, their- that's not a guilty pleasure. I mean, they yes said it, it was. Is. You're a grown adult. <laughs> You're a grown <laughs> no, adult. No, that's not a guilty. WWE is- Top-tier television what? for all of us to consume it's also, of all ages. It's an all-ages television. Wow. Like, what are you talking about? WWE is is it. I ain't watched it in a minute, but WWE, fact, last time I watched it, I enjoyed fun it.
1: Fun fact, when I was a child, my dad took me to a wrestling thing at the Call of the Sim in our town. I'm jealous. And the Von Erics, remember them? I'm jealous. The Von, was, was he was competing?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They were there. The yeah. what? Uh-huh. And it was Who? like me and my dad's little outing.
4: Hold on, wait, wait a second. What What is the, team, the, the, the tag team? Name? Who was it?
1: Von Eric or I have something? No
4: idea talk-
1: Y'all don't know this? The McMahons? No, this was a long time ago. Jesse, I don't know, you know, this, right? This, was, it the, I got, was it the 70s? I
3: gotta be honest, 80s?
2: this
1: doesn't sound like a W. <laughs> this sounds
3: like maybe a WWE off brand. Off brand? Yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm going to look at that. Yo, that was EWF.
3: Was it at like a VFW hall or did it seem it like it was was a small yeah. town
1: and it was at the Coliseum in Brownwood, Texas. Okay.
3: Okay.
1: I don't know who I they were for.
4: W- Vince McMahon was <laughs> not in <laughs> Brownwood, Texas. No,
3: I didn't
2: say I McMahon. Something right. else.
3: It was it was Hulk Logan. Like, you know, it was just. <laughs> Hulk
4: Logan. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> the amazing warrior. <laughs> Macho Man Dandy Savage.
0: <laughs> I was never into wrestling, but when I was a little kid, uh, went with friends. It was his birthday or whatever. Mm-hmm. To we saw Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man Randy Savage, mm. uh, a Million Dollar Man. Ted DiBiase, yeah, like Ted it, was, DiBiase, it, was that boy. it was that era. It was that era. Yeah, I remember that it was, was pretty the iconic. Era. Yeah, it was a kind of iconic. Yeah. I remember. But did you hear? They just announced this week. They okay. You know these are staged. These are pre-done choreographed fights, no. and they are working right now. WWE is working on. They're working with DraftKings to have betting on matches on stage How can you fights. Do that? Yes.
4: That's the biggest hustle of all time. Yeah.
0: Who
3: sets yeah. the odds? What
0: they're working out right now, what they're proposing is that they would work with an accounting firm to that they would have the script sealed by the accounting firm that nobody would know the results other than the two performers. And then they would be verified that nobody, that it's not leaked. And that if once it's verified, it could be bet upon and whatever, blah, 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 blah. That seems right for corruption. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, like
1: Martha Stewart's involved in this. How do you, yep. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Who said
4: that the NBA was staged? Hold on. No, NFL it, it, was staged. It, Arian yeah, Aaron Foster. Foster.
1: Arian Foster
4: said the NFL to stage. So look, it's hey, scripted, everything yeah. look, what well, everything is scripted. That's what that's what the name of the show should be. Everything is scripted. Ooh, like yep. everything is scripted.
3: Well, I'm Everything is scripted. You know, Andre the Very Large Man, was at Jamie's event? I'm pretty sure it was the
0: <laughs> it sounds. Andre the big guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Listen, my dad was just trying to make all my wishes come true by taking me to a WWE thing, but it was only,
2: you know, <laughs> the circus coming through or something. <laughs> the,
4: the, what the Undertaker would be would be like the, the, the grave yeah, digger. the grave digger.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> the mortician. i the big guy versus the grave digger. Yeah. <laughs> the mortician. Oh, man. All right. There's more where that came from. Go check it out. You guys watch a lot of trash TV just like I do. Um, Okay, it's time for this week's
6: editorial question
0: of the week. Okay, well, at the beginning of the show, it was brought up that today, our recording day happens to be Michael Scott's birthday and uh, mine as well. Got us thinking about birthdays. Uh, So for this week's question, we want to know, like Michael Scott, we want to know your worst birthday. That's it. We want to know your worst birthday. When, so when share your pain with all of us. <laughs> all share your pain.
4: Share your pain publicly with the world and we're gonna talk about it. Yep, that's what we want. How many listeners do we have on this podcast? <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of listeners. <laughs> I gotta listen
3: to your pain. I or a your pretty birthday when one. you were six. I have a pretty painful one. It was, it was my <laughs> eighth birthday. We're at the Bowling Alley, oh, which was, you know, you know, we sent out invitation to all these kids. I had so many anticipation. Anyway, all of them came, but my neighbor kid friend, ran out on the slick uh, 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 wood, fell back his hand in the ball, slipped, broke a finger, it didn't interrupt the birthday, we kept going. But man, it was a real, it was a real buzzkill for um, me. That was his worst, worst birthday. Because he got a lot of attention and it was my birthday <laughs> just because he broke his hands on the yeah. bowling ball.
4: So I traumatized one of my friends growing up. Uh, he, we were in college, he would bring this up literally every year. But on his seventh birthday, I blew his birthday candles out. Oh, and, he and he still
1: that, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow.
4: But they were trick candles, so they kept coming back. So (laughs) I kept blowing them
1: out.
3: (laughs) Tim got,
4: shout out to Tim, Tim man. You you stole my wish, man.
3: I wish to be a professional rapper. Thanks a lot, bro. (laughs) Uh, That's funny.
0: That's funny. That's funny. All right. (laughs) So hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts or uh, keep an eye out on our IG stories. We'll post it there as well. And we'll read our favorites on next week's show. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Anna of the North for joining us today. Again, make sure to check out her new album, Crazy Life. It is out now and read more of our conversation with her in the spring issue of Relevant. How can you find it? Click the magazine tab right there at relevantmagazine.com. The ad supported version is right there for your reading and sharing pleasure. Sharing pleasure sharing, sharing, tell your friends, share the content. Uh, that might be Jordan piece is amazing. The Asbury piece is amazing. Um, the, the Beth Moore piece is amazing. They're really good. You should, you should check out the issue. If you want an ad free, beautifully designed, enhanced multimedia experience, we have that too. Just sign up for relevant plus plans start as low as two fifty a month. And it's the best way to experience our content. There's no clutter. And uh, there's a lot of extras. So go check that out as well. You can find out more at the, uh, with right there at the uh, relevant plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Hey, if you like the music, you know, in the breaks and stuff, check out our Heard on the Relevant Podcast playlist on Spotify. Uh, We have that. We have an indie playlist, a worship playlist, a hip hop playlist that we update pretty regularly, but the Heard on the Relevant Podcast one we update every week with all the music that you hear on the show. Uh, We have other updates. Make sure to, Follow us on other socials. Check out relevantmagazine.com. We're covering the latest at the intersection of faith and culture every day. You know, all the stuff I say every week. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey.
4: And I'm Derek Miner, but before we go, Mm. I have to give a shout out to my peoples out in the Pacific Northwest, Young Life, and my homegirl, Kimberly. I was out doing an event out there, and it's because she's a a listener of the show. She's been listening for forever, and I told her I was going to shout her out. So shout out to y'all. There's no camp like a Young Life camp. When I pulled up, there was literally a guy dressed in a Mario suit and a girl dressed like Princess Peach And they were like Ah It was crazy So shout out to y'all Thank y'all I appreciate y'all Are
0: they the ones That Love gave y'all. you the Nashville hot chicken In Washington And it wasn't good No No They did not But they did have me
4: Driving for an hour and a half With no cell service Into the mountains And I I felt like Bear Grylls for like five minutes But that was Tacoma, Washington Listen, do not eat hot chicken in Tacoma, Washington That is not hot Derek, chicken Derek's I'm like, letting y'all know that right the now the road
3: at the first sheep I saw And ate his eyeballs Just in case <laughs> oh, Just in case
1: Well, Derek I know you're coming to Texas this weekend I We're going to treat you right huh? We're going to treat you right You're coming to Texas okay, this weekend Okay, please we got you.
4: As a matter of fact, what I'm doing while I'm on the road, I'm actually doing uh, recaps of the food that I eat because that AJ's chicken situ- or that hot chicken situation messed me up so bad. That I'm like, I got to show people where the good food is at in state to state. So I can't wait to come to Austin because I'm trying to find out what we got in Austin. That's popular uh, for Guy- sure.
0: Guy Fieri and Derek Miner have, are doing the same thing. Can you imagine? I watch. I watch. Uh,
4: Diners, uh, drive-ins, and dives. Uh, but bro, we just. Oh yeah, it's on. We going to going down. All
0: right, we'll see you next Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone.
5: Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast.
3: What did I do? They put a period at the end of this text.
1: Relevant Podcast Network.
4: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.